Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. Although Jeff Lewis Live is officially off the air for the week, just for the week, guys. Um, And we miss him dearly so much, actually. I cannot wait for them to come back. I know I talked so much shit, <laughs> shit the past couple weeks, but... We all know life is in ebbs and flows, including all of our moods and opinions and perspectives. And even at the beginning of the week, I was saying how being grateful doesn't really work because I was grateful that I didn't have ants when my parents had their infestation. And then I got one of my own a few days later. So what was the point of being grateful I didn't have them when I just got them anyways? But again, changing our perspective and being grateful that that's my only problem. And I also never found um, Ant Zero. I could never find the source ant. They actually kind of disappeared. There wasn't many of them. And yeah, who knows? Honestly, it's my favorite way to solve problems. <laughs> it's my favorite way to solve problems. I love when they just randomly go away on their own. So... Um, yeah, all I was trying to say is that I really, truly am so grateful for the Jeff Lewis live show because it really is so fucking fun to recap. Again, that's why I started the original Jeff Lewis live unofficial after show in the first place. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to say I fucking miss you guys. But in the meantime, I was listening to Juicy Scoop and Heather McDonald. She was talking about this lady who woke up in a casket at her own funeral and then stayed alive for an extra week. But Chris Frangiola was on and he was like, yeah, I watched the video. You see her stirring in the coffin and then pops up and there's like two people there. And then they just joke about other things within the situation. But all I could think about (laughs) is how if I woke up at my funeral and there was only a handful of people there, no, I'd be like, this is it. This is it. Where the fuck is Emily? Where's Alex? Fuck you all. Like, tell them not to come to my funeral round two when I go again in a week. But truly rest in final peace to that lady because and hopefully hopefully more people did show up for round two. They just didn't hear the news yet. You know, I it was a third world country. So, again, sending love to the world. OK, it did remind me my other favorite podcast we know is the Pete and Sebastian show. OK, Pete. Uh, I was going to say Pete Maniscalco, Sebastian Maniscalco and Pete Corielli. Wait, you guys, speaking of, I was thinking the other day, again, I'm telling you Jeff Lewis live the entire show. Like it has seeped into my brain and is now just part of my DNA. So I was thinking like out of nowhere in my brain, it's like, what's Frank and Jameson's couple name? Oh, it would be either Jank. <laughs> Sorry, Jameson and Frank. Um, yeah, no, so it'd either be Jank or <laughs> or it'd be Frankison. <laughs> I don't know which one I love better. Um, I think like Janky Frankison or like Frankenstein, but that we would have to 
change to Jamestine. That could be a new name. So maybe ja- Jackie Kimmel could name Jackie Kimmel, Jackie Schimmel. You guys, okay, I do love Heather, but I am picking up traits of hers as well. And whenever I would listen to Juicy Scoop, she always like messes up names and stuff, which is fine. I We always know what she's talking about and she's amazing for doing so much for the entertainment world. Okay, but anyways... I now am doing the same thing because it's like you're talking about so many things and your mind is just a mind's a hamster wheel with 12,000 owls flying around. I don't know. So, okay, back to the Pete and Sebastian show, though. I was watching an old episode the other day and Pete was talking about how he went to a funeral for his wife's co-worker or someone that just his wife knew. And she wanted him to go up to the body with her to like pay, his, pay their respects. And he kind of had to, to get through the room. But <laughs> he was like, look, my dad always told me, like, if you didn't meet them when you're alive, you don't meet them at their funeral. Like, I shouldn't be meeting you for the first time kneeling down in front of your ice cold body, you know? And he was scared the guy was going to pop awake. Like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) And it just made me laugh because, again, rest in peace and all of that. But this is a comedy podcast. We are full of sarcasm and we need to joke about things so we don't go crazy because we already are crazy. Um, and I'm speaking for myself. So I was just thinking like funerals truly are so weird though, because say you're in the family of the deceased one and sorry for your loss, but you're talking to your grandpa's best friend one second, who is just as heartbroken as you are to lose the poor little fella. And then the next second, you're meeting Aunt Jenny's new boyfriend for the first time and your eyes are all swollen, hands are snotty, and here's a total stranger in your grieving zone. Uh, Life is just weird is all I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's weird. So let's move on ahead to the Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, before pointing out random things from the new episode... I have something to discuss because yesterday they were playing reruns on Bravo of past season with Gretchen and Vicky and all our faves. And it was the season actually not, not our fave because it was the Brooks season Brooks, the cancer scammer. If there was ever a bigger scammer than Stu, his name would be Brooks allegedly to all. So, but not really. Um, so Vicky's vodka, that was a thing. I don't know if you guys remember this because I sure as fuck didn't. And Vicky Gunvalson was through Brooks was like very much into this idea. I think he saw Vicky as like a Bethany Frankel potential and really just as like, how can we make Vicky make the most money? Alcohol always seems to work. Vicky's vodka. Perfect. Except Vicky's vodka. It just sounds like kinchy. It sounds like, it sounds like, like cheesy already. And not only that, but her flavors, you guys, one of the flavors was bacon vodka, which some of you might be like, yum, delicious, but not really. No, I'm uh, sure. Who am I to say? Let me know. Maybe you guys love bacon vodka. But she, it was so funny because in this episode, they were at the vodka distillery and Vicky is with Brooks and somebody else and the guy in charge. And they're trying to come up with a signature cocktail name because she wants to mix tomato juice with bacon vodka and that be the new cocktail. <laughs> 
America's new favorite cocktail. And she wants a Miss Piggy reference in it and the Bloody Mary. So I think Brooks was like, Miss Mary or something like that. And then somebody else was like, no, the Bloody Piggy. And Vicky's like, yes, the Bloody Piggy, the Bloody Piggy. And I was <laughs> Like, there is nothing I would want to order less than a bloody piggy <laughs> as a fucking cocktail. I don't want any cocktail with the name blood in it unless it's like fresh blood orange or it's a Halloween themed drink. But other than that, it just made me laugh so hard how like it went from Miss Mary or something like nice and cute and polite to like little Miss Mary friends with um little Bo Peep or something and then no it's fuck Bo Peep we are getting the bloody piggy out like oh it just could not sound less appealing but here's my idea right okay so and in her interview she was like I can't wait to make a million and laugh in everybody's face and I'm wondering if she ever got to do that because I'm so sorry. I just still, I'm not sure if I've seen Vicky's vodka on the shelf, but I'm also not a vodka purse. But, and I'm not a gin person either, but here is my thing. Okay, I really just want to be an idea giver. If that could ever be a career, please let me know. But my whole point with Vicky's vodka is that she should have done gin and it should have been Gunvalson gin. Like the way that rolls off the tongue, Gunvalson Gin, Gunvalson Gin, Gunvalson Gin. Um, I love it. I love it. And you could come up with a badass label and there's not many celebrities in the gin market except maybe Snoop Dogg if he has his gin and juice line out. I don't know. So there we go. Another idea. So some non-spoilers from this week's Real Housewives of Orange County. Shannon, one of her twins, she said that her Paris trip made her want to study abroad there for a year, which we know from Shannon being on JLL that that is, in fact, what actually happened. And she's, I believe, over there now or will be. Okay, you guys, it made me so nervous that Shane is going to fall in love with a Parisian model or something and he's going to leave us. Like, I was kind of joking about it this whole time, but then the reality hit when her daughter was like, yeah, I went for a trip and now I want to stay. Well, what if that happens to them? Don't, Shane, come back, please. So also there was a Paris attack buried in the headlines yesterday amongst the submarine news and... 37 people were injured after a gas explosion at the Paris American Academy, which is a fashion and design school. When I heard that, my heart sank for a second. I was like, wait, I know Jeff had some work to do in Paris. Like, what if he was speaking at the design school? You know, it's like fun to travel and see other places, but I get worried for y'all. I get worried when I see... The place you go in the headlines, I don't like it. So moving on to more things I, <laughs> I don't like is housewives turning into real estate agents. Okay, so Gina, uh, she says in her interview, I love that Travis and I are getting into real estate together. I don't know if there's something about when you date a Travis, but for Gina and Kourtney Kardashian, like the Valley voice really seems to come out in full force. And now that I'm thinking about it, I actually think that foursome would work as friends, a friendly foursome or whatever they're all into. But Kourtney Kardashian, Gina from the OC, Travis from the OC and Travis Barker, date night, 
you're welcome for all these fucking ideas. And as a PSA to all reality stars, as somebody who has their real estate license, it <laughs> has officially, I let it expire. I, I wasn't doing shit with it, but taking the test was actually fun. I weirdly like taking tests, but um, real estate is fucking hard to actually be successful at as a career. Like even Gina says, I'm really just into dressing cute and being in bougie homes. Um, okay. Someone should tell her how, unless you're on selling sunset or something, which by the way, you're not, you're on RHOC. Uh, yeah, it takes so much fucking hustle again, constantly reaching out to people, answering questions, asking questions, paperwork, signatures, network, network, network. I would think it'd be so much easier to just ride the wave of endorsement deals from the network that you're currently on. Just ask Kendra Wilkinson, because I heard Heather McDonald talk about her new season of Kendra Sells Hollywood and how Kendra even tried to sell Heather a mansion after meeting her. Like, as a real estate agent, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or not, you turn into a real-life mosquito. And sure, yes, you can dress up in fun cheek dresses, but you are still a mosquito in a chic dress. So talking about chic, Shannon getting out of the car. <laughs> this was really more graceful than anything. And yes, I am being facetious. So Shannon and John run an errand and Shannon is on the passenger side and John makes her climb over into the driver's seat to get out so that she doesn't whack her door open and hit the curb. I don't know what kind of car it was. It didn't, I, to me, it didn't, it didn't look that crazy, that amazing. And the car, there was some room, like it was all very dramatic, but seems to be that couple's deal. So love ya, love ya guys. Um, but John tells Shannon, try to be graceful. He warns her. And then Shannon proceeds to be anything but, which <laughs> again, why we love her, Shannon, you're a star. But just the way that she was climbing out and like she got her legs stuck on the wheel and the noise, like she made this weird grunt. And I swear with my eyes closed, it sounded like Vicky Gunvalson. And it just made me think because we know Luann and Sonia are doing crappy lake, which I get like the joke of it because there's an actual lake in the USA called crappy lake and it's funny, but I just don't like that. I don't know. I just like the, to have the word crap in your, <laughs> in your show title, I don't something about it. Just, I wouldn't feel like a million bucks. You know, I might feel like a, a hundred thousand just as much as it takes to go sink in a submarine Rest in peace. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So sorry. Okay. So, um, I was just thinking that the Trace Amigos should have a show like Shannon, um, Vicky and Tamara. <laughs> I know. I feel like they tried to do that or there was some interest, but I really think they truly could like, a, again, like a simple life kind of thing or just them traveling, just the three of them, all the shenanigans, Shannon, Shannon agains, Shannon agains. Wow, that was a rough one. If I if my name was Shannon, that would be my handle. That would be my social media handle if I had social media. Shannon Agins. So shout out to whoever claimed that name already. But with the Trace Amigo show, I would perhaps have a new production company than the one they use for RHOC because you can listen to last week's Splash of Sass. I talked a little shit about that, but I would, I'm not going to this time, but just watch when Shannon's going to answer Tamara's FaceTime call after the whole getting out of the car debacle. 
and she's finally in the store and just the way she's holding the phone, you can see her screen and there's no FaceTime call on it and for a little bit. So I, it's just weird. I don't trust their editing at all. I'm so sorry. I know it's a lot of work and it's a great production, but I'm just saying Again, I'm here for hire. So let's cut to the cut fitness party, which was a hibachi dinner. Fucking yum. Is there anything better than hibachi? I think not, especially when they chuck the sake down your throat and they just don't stop. And like, I, I can take it. All right. So (laughs) I'm not trying to be sexual here. I'm just saying when it comes to sake, I don't fuck around. So if they think that I'm going to say stop at any point, then they're going to be squeezing an empty bottle soon enough. Now at the cup fitness party, Gina is meeting Ryan for the first time. Again, the new housewife, Jen's boyfriend and Gina totally short shames him. Him. Short shames him, as in the height, saying that she expected him to be taller. And then when someone's talked about so much, she thought there'd be more stature behind him. What the fuck? Don't short shame. You got, especially since people did that to housewife Emily's husband, Shane, already on Real Housewives of Orange County. And we would say, don't shame Shane. And now it's don't shame shorties in general. Like, again, we are accepting of all body types on Splash of Sass. What I will not accept is Orange County Housewives taking over my beloved Montana. Oh, what the fuck, you guys? Talk about being ahead of the fucking curve. I'm telling you, stick with Splash of Sass. We are, like, riding the front of the wavelengths. But I was just talking about Bear Spray and Montana and all of that. And now they announced that Tamara's buying land in Montana, so they're going to visit the housewives. No. We always used to say in Montana, tell your friends it sucks. Don't come visit. Like, it's the last beautiful place for a reason. Because all these bougie-ass Orange County people with all their millions haven't come and fucked up the natural beauty of the land. It literally feels like you're a pioneer. Again, I'm just happy that Jeff is coming back next week so that I can talk about him instead of all this shit. But then the most confusing thing ever happened. And again, that's what I was saying um, earlier in this episode that I know I turned into a little bit of a petty Betty when I learned about their official after show, but I truly do love doing this and I am grateful and I love you all. So then the most confusing thing ever happened and Heather was talking about a situation and she goes, it was going to go from a DEFCON 4 to a 1. And I was like, excuse me? I thought, I always heard DEFCON 5. It's going to be DEFCON 5. Like, I thought 5 was the highest. And what the fuck even is a DEFCON? So I looked it up. And wow, did I learn something new. DEFCON means defense condition, the U.S. military's ranking system for our readiness in a potential nuclear attack. You're all like, yeah, Amy, we know that shit. Sorry, I did not. And I also didn't know that DEFCON 5 is the lowest. Like a cheetah just watching, waiting in the grass, and then DEFCON 1 is full pounce mode. So again, on Splash of Sass, we like to find the positives, and thank you, Heather Debro, for that DEFCON tidbit. Now, one last tidbit about the submarine. You guys, We I already talked about the name, the Titan. I then found out it was pretty... Again, this isn't funny and prayers for everybody involved, but it was previously called Cyclops 2. Cyclops 2? I was, I 
thought Titan was the worst name possible, but honestly, I would rather be called the Titan than fucking Cyclops 2. What? What is this? Again, if you need name help, if you need any help at all, Splash Assassin is here for you, okay? I feel like the world hasn't had something like this, like, captivate us in a while, which is a good thing, you know? Obviously, we don't want shit like this to happen. And also, I'm sure the people on board, obviously, they knew the risks. They signed waivers. We get all that. But I'm sure also, on the other hand, they were reassured that it was as safe as possible. And again, it's all fun and games when your submission that was driven by a video game controller is successful, but once their reality sunk in, and the CEO was just sitting there in the corner like, hee hee, I'm sure help's on its way. I pressed the reset button on this controller, so we should be back to the surface in no time. Like, again, I'm not a violent person, but I am so curious what the fuck went down in those final hours and any of the hours. Like, I just feel like my claws might come out, especially if the CO2 levels dropped and impaired my rage-filled judgment. No, I think I'm just preemptively getting mad that this whole debacle is over capitalism and just like the Boeing plane documentary, just like so many things, the Three Mile Island documentary, like the Ocean Gate Company could have allegedly cut costs by using janky ass pieces and saving themselves money, but then charging hundreds of thousands for a potential death, like, ugh. I get it. Capitalism rules the world. We're all about that money, honey. And again, these people knew the risk. So their loved ones now, like these were billionaires and now their billions are left to the people alive that didn't decide to go in a sealed vessel. Oh, oh my gosh. Again, prayers to everybody. Okay, that's enough for today. We will be back tomorrow for our last day without a Jeff Lewis live recap. I love you guys so fucking much for listening. Thank you. Please subscribe, listen, rate, whatever, all that shit. Tell people, tell people that aren't going on a submarine anytime soon that will stay above. Again, I'm not taking away how horrible the situation is. It's just, again, these people obviously knew the risk. This is just the worst fear happening. Uh, okay. All right. Why are we still here? I love you guys so fucking much. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Splash. Splash, splash. Splash your sails. Splash your sails.